morning, troops. Radio station in the morning? Yeah, you got Rick and Carly on. Gets my day going. Time to rise and shine. You seem happy this morning. This is Rick and Carly in the morning. All right, here we go again. Why are you up this early? <laughs> Poor thing. It's never for a good reason. You either have insomnia or you've got to be to school or work. Yeah. Well, at least we're all in this together, yes, right? Yes, we are. Okay. I got a quick question for you. Okay. This happened to me yesterday. Is it inappropriate for a coworker to ask the question, when was your first kiss? A girl. Mm. A girl asked me this question. No, I don't think so. We we pretty much don't have inappropriate here. It's like everything goes here at the radio station. But for most works, that's not because you, you start Yeah. With all the HR stuff True. and the videos you that you watch. Careful. You can't even tell somebody they look nice True. anymore or anything. I answered my answer to this question was five years old. You mm-hmm. know my story on that. Yeah, it was right? Danny. You were yep. taking the balls in from recess. Yep. We were going out to recess. Danny yeah. planted one on me, and I think mm-hmm. I ran off at that point. Okay. Five years old. Carly was a little bit later in life. I was 17. 17 years old. Now, I will say, mine was like a real kiss. Yours was like a little peck, yeah. and Danny well, of ran course, off. of course. You were 17. I was yeah. five. Right. This girl... 33. Wow. 33 years old is when she got her first kiss. There's no shame in that. And she has been married four different times. Wow. (laughs) Since that first kiss. Yes. Huh. I'm assuming. Could you imagine going through a marriage without kissing at all? I do remember... I worked with a lady, and she did not French kiss her husband. She thought that was gross. <laughs> she, never? And she was like in her 40s. Yeah, never. They never did that? No. She said that that's gross. Oh, come on. That's, oh, you're you're not their five. Own. You're 40s. I know. That's just how their relationship works. Brown nosers. Hmm. Let's face it. We all know someone who was born to kiss somebody's backside. That would be you. <laughs> You're a bit of a brown noser. You are. I found this online. I just thought it was intriguing. Okay. Okay. Uh, So from the early stages in life, we learn how to adapt and overcome the art of getting your way. Okay. Mm -hmm. But some just do it better than others. Yeah. Yeah. Born to kiss butt people are called brown nosers. Now, before we get downright ugly, we must say that this demonstrated skill is an art. Yeah, I would agree. And should not be taken lightly. There are rules to becoming a gifted brown noser. Ooh. These rules are flexible to be used for men or women, but regardless, in the end, it doesn't matter whose rear end you're kissing (laughs) as long as it gets you what you want. Oh, okay. Brown nosers like to take control of matters so they can control their own destiny. Mm -hmm. Thus, you can say brown nosers are selfish people and very self-centered. Yeah. They have a lot of tact, but use it to benefit themselves, Mm -hmm. not others. They have diplomatic skills, but use them to attain what they seek and judge to be important to them. Mm. Yes, when it is all said and done, a brown noser is pretty much a jerk. Yeah. And they know how to play the game, right? Yeah. Brown nosers are very confident in what they do. They have seen it work many times over and over, and they abuse their gift to kiss butt often. They like to take control of a situation, so they may end up doing less work than the others. They know how to delegate and pass it on. Basically, there are two kinds. 
the leader and the follower. Two kinds of people, right? Mm -hmm. So what you have are people playing a game called follow the leader. Brown nosers cannot be trusted. They are not good friends, and therefore, we recommend you stay away from the brown nosers as they will kiss anybody's backside, even your own enemies. Some brown nosers are bullies. Since they can't be trusted, they always have a motive. Motive can be self-gain or profit. It could be a promotion or a position of trust. No matter what motive they have, they are easy to spot, and usually the ones with the fake smiles on their faces. Brown nosers buy their friendship. They hope to earn the will to be liked and given an opportunity to be something or someone special. They often lose respect of themselves before they lose the respect of others. They are quickly humiliated but don't seem to stop even when identified to be a brown noser by someone they are kissing up to and befriending. Are you being a brown noser right now? <laughs> no. I'm trying to read between the lines. No, I'm I'm giving everyone information as to open up our minds. Most of us know this kind of stuff. Yeah. But this is you know it's, it's it's food for thought. Just a little bit more here, okay? Oh boy. At work, brown nosers can make the employee of the month at least three times a year. Mm-hmm. They have it down pat academically, so they are recognized often by their bosses who like their backsides being kissed. A good brown noser does this in a subtle and stealth-like manner. They know how to manipulate people and influence the minds. They agree to disagree, but very rarely disagree with the boss. They want to be the boss's friend. They listen more than talk so they can learn more about who is and who, who they can benefit their position from brown nosing. They pick who they think will benefit them the most. These kind of people spread rumors, they tell lies, they make up stories, they do everything contrary to what is respectable and honest. The bottom line is, a brown noser will take you down so they can move up. And I called you a brown noser. I'm not. No? I I think everybody has a little bit of that in them. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Some more than others. What do you, you mean, uh-uh? I'm not a brown noser. You would say I'm a brown noser? Yeah. No. No. Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yes. I am not. But me? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Aaron's girlfriend, Taylor, just moved in. You guys took the plunge. This is a big deal, isn't it, Aaron? Yeah, this is, you know, getting getting under that one roof. Mm-hmm. Really like yeah. it. Yeah. Getting serious. Uh-huh. So, that's always a a difficult time. It's a fun time and an exciting time, but it's when you're bringing two lives together like oh, that. Yeah. There's stuff, right? Always. So, one of the things with Aaron is uh, his girlfriend, Taylor, brought her cat. Now, why don't you like the cat, or what's the problem you have with the cat? Well... Um, so her cat's name is Chester Aww. and he's, you know, I got no problem with cats. Really. I like cats, but you know, I, I keep chickens and mm-hmm. her cat has gone out and killed my chickens. Oh killed my them. God. Oh yeah. That's so, terrible. Yeah. I mean, and, and I replaced them oh. and then he went out and killed them again. Is oh. Taylor, so is she aware that you, her cat's doing this to your chickens? I have, um, I, I 
told her that I think it's Chester. Yeah. I don't know that she believes me. She's probably very defensive of her cat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Understand. Like she's, her baby. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's mama. Well, mm. let's uh, let's see what she has to say. We're going to call Taylor and see if we can get rid of the cat or I don't know. I don't we'll know. Figure, we'll can't, that can't some happen, kind of solution. something has to work out, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi, is this Taylor? Yes. Who's this? It's Rick and Carly in the morning. How are you? I'm good. You? We're good. We're good. We're fantastic. Best day of our <laughs> lives, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, the reason we're reaching out to you is your boyfriend, Aaron, actually contacted us and he told us that you guys are living together now. You've taken that step, which is always exciting and yeah. challenging and all that stuff. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So there's one little issue that he wants to tackle with you this morning and, and hopefully we can work something out with this. It has to do with Chester. <laughs> Aaron, are you hey. there? <laughs> hey, Tay. Hi, sweetie. So um, I love that we're living together. Really, I, I, I couldn't be happier, but we have got to figure out something because Chester keeps killing my chickens and I just can't live with that. Aaron, you know it's not Chester. I told you it, it's a, it has to be a fox. Chester would never kill anything. Taylor, come on. Now, I have seen a feather in his mouth. He's killing my chickens. I don't. I have no doubt that it is Chester doing it. Because you didn't have a problem no. before Chester, right, Aaron? It's a good no. question. No, the okay. chickens were fine before Chester got there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And no, that's what I'm saying. It has to be something else. I mean, he probably picks up the feathers after the fox kills them. If anything, he's warning us that we have a problem. Mm. He's the protector wow. of the chickens is what you're saying. I, I don't. <laughs> I, you wow. Know, here's an experiment we can do. You can just throw Chester in the chicken coop and just see what happens. Stop it. <laughs> no. no. I know. I would no. not do that. Don't no. do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean. I had no idea. Um, I really didn't think this would be that hard. i just trying to Taylor, figure out what to do about well, it. Well, Taylor, as good as your cat is, Chester sounds like an unbelievable cat. But he's a cat, right? Yeah. And the cat and the chickens don't mix, so you guys have right. got to figure out something. Well, I mean, babe, I'm not getting rid of Chester if that's what you're getting at. Which is understandable. I mean... Well, uh, sure, of course. I don't know what the solution is, but I, I don't know. It's a tough situation. Well, well, you know what? I like my chickens, so um, I guess we'll have to talk about this more. Um, but... Uh, Maybe this whole living together thing isn't going to work out. What? I mean, this is something we can sit down and figure out. Okay. Well, I like that you're willing to have further conversation. And yeah, I don't know what the solution looks like here. It's a little complicated. You you don't think she should just say, hey, it's either Chester or Aaron? I have an idea. No. Ultimatum? No. I have an idea. I mean, just ponder on this. Maybe, Maybe Chester could be more of an inside cat. Keep them away yeah, from the chickens. I don't know. Once they learn their ways, that's difficult. Yeah. To, I, don't know. I don't know. You guys will figure it out. Yeah. Give okay. Chester a big hug from us, okay? And the chickens. <laughs> and the chickens. Yeah, we love them too. Madonna fell hard during her show oh, in no. Seattle. 
So, she's uh, she's getting a little older. She's got to be careful with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it really wasn't her fault. So she was sitting in a chair, and one of her dancers came from behind, leaned the chair back, and started dragging it across the stage. And then the dancer slipped, and they both went down. Oh, man. So she played it off really well. She kind of just, like, rolled onto her stomach and kept singing and acting like, <laughs> Kind of laughing. Know. Nobody saw that, did they? Yeah, no. This is That's all part of the show. <laughs> but she fell hard, so I'm glad she's okay. Nicolas Cage may reprise his role from Into the Spider-Verse in an upcoming Spider-Man noir series. So I guess he was in this animated film in 2018. That did well. It that did? That actually did very well. How do I yeah. not know about this? Uh, well, it's because we don't watch everything. Yeah. Anyway, I guess Sony is partnering with Prime Video for a live-action Spider-Man noir series set in New York City in the 1930s, and uh, he would reprise his role. So It doesn't include Peter Parker, though. It's a little different, right? I, I didn't watch it I either. guess we didn't watch it. I just it. know that it did well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the movie Bob Marley One Love. I've heard a lot of good things about this. Is this the documentary on him then? Yeah, it's like a it's a documentary, but it's what do they call it? Where like they have actors doing the story? Because uh, I just watched a documentary on Bob Marley, and I'm I'm thinking that's different though. Yeah, it might be different. Anyway, it includes this true incident where seven armed men attacked Bob Marley, his wife Rita, and members of his band in 1976. Yeah. And in the movie, one of those gunmen goes to Bob's house a few days later and apologizes, and Bob forgives him. Well, I guess this meeting never happened. So they say that, you know, they took some artistic liberties when it came to that they scene. They changed the whole story? They made it up. In a documentary? In a documentary. <laughs> We're just gonna, Which so I guess happens. I mean, keep that in mind when oh, you watch man. some of these true stories that sometimes they do make things up. We all have those moments where we forget a totally normal word. Oh, your brain just fries. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, yeah. what am I trying to say here? I remember once I forgot how to spell the word the. Yeah. I couldn't spell it. I know. It's just, it was like hitting a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing, but it so happens to odd. all of us. I brought this up online at Rick and Carly, and some of our friends shared some incidents they had with this Good. thing. So, Make me feel better for how yes, stupid I am, huh? Yes. Julie Nelson <laughs> says her friend forgot the word soup when they were at a restaurant. So she's trying to explain to the waitress, she's like, I want, it's like a really wet salad. What? And that was the best way she could explain it? That was how she described it. it. And the I, I would have like, said it comes in a bowl, it's all... Yeah, I guess you'd yeah. say it's all wet, it's watery, wet. and I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. Soup. Yeah, soup. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's, that's it. it. That's what I want. Michael Coffer says he remembers forgetting the word banana, and he was like, it comes in its own case. It's yellow. <laughs> its own case. It's huh? a, yeah, it's a, a banana. <laughs> and Lisa Jepson says, uh, thanks to a random brain freeze, I forgot my husband's name when introducing him to the chairman of the company oh, where no. I worked. <laughs> He's like, oh, I feel really good. You don't even remember me, and I'm your husband. <laughs> When I was a kid, well, I still do this to some extent, but when I was a kid, I loved getting a glass, putting ice in it, dumping lemon juice, straight up lemon juice inside, and then sprinkling in some salt. That was just like standard. <laughs> that was your beverage? That was my beverage of choice. Oh, God, I thought it was absolutely delicious. Is that even good for you? No. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Bad for your teeth, the acidity. Oh, I know. I Ugh. know. Anyway. Uh, I posted at Rick and Carly online. What are some weird things that you ate as a kid? Because it does seem like kids are picky, but they'll also be adventurous in strange ways. 
Yeah. So Casey White says that he used to eat bananas where he would cut them lengthwise and put mayonnaise on them. <laughs> you don't even like bananas, oh, period. Oh, yeah. I don't like... You put mayonnaise I on mean, them? I mean, that's just beyond. I could not. No way. I do like bananas. I remember when I was a kid, my mom sometimes would make... Uh, peanut butter banana sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Which you probably don't appreciate because you hate bananas Absolutely so not. much. Ugh. But most of the world out there, most of society mm-hmm. would say like, oh, yeah, that was that was a good sandwich mom made. Oh, sounds horrible. It was good. Cindy Green says she would eat uncooked pasta dipped in peanut butter. Ooh. Why? That's horrible. For the crunch, maybe. That's a bad crunch, That though. is a weird thing to eat. Mm-mm. Yeah. Laura Young is like me. She liked, to, uh, she liked salted lemon slices. Uh-huh. Kyle Brooks says it's already salty, or it's it's already got that tang. Why do you got to put salt on it the too? Salt like actually balances out the tang. It does. You need to try it. It's really Ugh. good. Kyle Brooks says he would eat cereal with Seven Up instead of milk because he's <laughs> allergic to milk. Oh, well, that's at least he has a good excuse for yeah, that. Yeah, huh? that's boy, that's you got it. You can't knock that until you try it. Ugh, I, I love Seven Up. I love cereal. Yeah. Now, as far as something being healthy for you, there's no possible way. No, not at all. <laughs> no. This one I think I would try. Brady uh-huh. McIntyre says he used to crush up Doritos and put them on top of his ice cream. Ooh, that might be good. Might be kind of the sweet and salty thing going yeah. on there. Well, like with the, uh, a lot of people like uh, dipping their uh, french fries into a chocolate yeah. milkshake or something Oh, I like used to do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, Melanie Grover says she used to eat paper. So she says she would write on it first because the ink gave oh, it that's, flavor. That's like a weird fetish. That's that's like that's you have dangerous. a disorder or something. Yeah, that's not healthy. <laughs> she posted that on there. Yeah. Oh gosh. Tyson Walters says that he used to carry around a packet of Swiss Miss hot cocoa mix and use it like chewing tobacco. Ugh. Oh, I don't even know how that would... So he'd open up, up the packet and then put it... it that's the type of stuff where you breathe it in, it makes you choke and yes, cough all the time, right? totally, because it's so powdery. Yeah. Uh, Felicia Betterman says, ooh, plain spaghetti with Diet Coke is the sauce. Plain I'm, spaghetti. Mm-hmm. So the spaghetti is cooked, right? Yes. It's so, so it's just the noodles. Just the noodles and then Diet Coke as the sauce. Just dump Diet Coke all over it That's and horrible. eat it that way? I don't know if she was heating up the Diet Coke with the spaghetti. <laughs> Again, oh. I don't know if you can knock it until oh, you try it. Oh, I'll knock it. it. And I, no one you loves, like Diet Coke? No one loves Diet Coke as much as I do. And I love spaghetti, but together, mm-mm. You don't know. One more. Natalie Proctor <laughs> says she used to love eating pool chips, which are, oh, this is horrible. Pool chips? Tortilla chips that we would dip in the swimming pool. Oh, my gosh. And she'd eat so that. messed up. Kids yes. do do weird mm, stuff like that. Chlorine, though. it's yummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go again with Sean Peabody. Carly's in. My name is Rick Dunn. It's called He Said, She Said. Morning, morning, morning. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. There is a discussion outside that is getting on my nerves. Uh oh. Carly, do you watch Bachelorette or uh, or anything like that? I did more like a decade ago, but I watch it from time to time. You watched The Golden Bachelor. I did get very much time. into The Golden Bachelor, yes. Can I, so let me ask you, you might already have the answer in your head. Do any one of you believe in love at first sight? 
Uh, oh, Carly's. Positive. I would say no way. You like, say no, no way. way. No way. There is no, no such thing. I don't know as about seeing somebody and you're in love. Have Come you ever on. like seen someone and it's just like there's something magical there? That's not there, love at first sight. There's probably attraction at first sight. It's yeah. lust at first sight. But not yeah. true. Not there's no way that true love can happen at first sight. No, I agree no. with you because you don't know them. Yeah, and that's, uh, love is a lot more than just physical attraction. But sometimes even, you get this like gravitational pull. Yeah, like their personality yes. or their pull. Right that's from not the back, love. Right from the get go, you're just like it's just pulling you in. Yeah, just you, feel you that? instantly can talk freely with that person. That's something special, and that actually happens even with uh, friendships. You know, there are certain friends that I have that was like, as soon as we met, we could just talk, 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 talk. Well, you and I were really good friends from the get-go. Yeah, we were. It went that way. Yeah. And then eventually, years later, I can't remember how long it was, like 10 years, something like that. Then it turned into actual love. It turned into love, yeah. But it was a friendship for a long time. (laughs) I will say that there are some girls, and this is coming from a guy's standpoint, there are some girls that are so good looking that I would say yes for sure I'm in love when I but see, see but that that's girl. Not love. That's no, not that's love. not love. Like if you I saw, said first, you said if, lust. If I saw yes. that was lust, yeah. I know, but I would make it happen. Like if what? I saw <laughs> Megan Fox there, I'm not. What if Megan Fox is so beyond annoying and does all the It doesn't the things- matter. It doesn't matter. Come on, Rick. <laughs> She's so good How looking. Shallow are you? Megan Fox. Megan Fox, yeah. From Transformers? <laughs> yes. You don't think with she's hands? good looking? Have you seen her hands? What's wrong with her Whoa, hands? You better look it up. I haven't, does she have big hands or no, something? No, it's just weird looking. Her hands were, she always had to have a hand model in the movies. Carly's really? looking I'm it all up like, right What's now. wrong with your hands? No, there's I'm no, the one that's shallow, and he's talking oh, smack a, on her hands. She has a toe thumb. She has a what? Toe yeah. thumb. There you go. What is that? It looks like that's a your love at first sight. Her There's fingers your, look like toes. You're a, that's your or love that at first sight. Her just thumb. Her thumb looks like a toe. It was love I at first care. sight until she waved at you, right? I, right. I don't care. You could chop, chop the whole hand off. I wouldn't care. <laughs> no, that is lust at first sight. That is For sure. <laughs> I don't believe in it. I don't. I don't think love at first sight. He said. She said. There's a guy in D.C. named John Cheeks who bought a Powerball ticket. When he checked the winning numbers online, it said that his numbers matched and he had won $340 million. Perfect. So he says he did all the things that you're supposed to. He took a photo of the ticket, Mm -hmm. only told one other person about it. Mm -hmm. When he went to cash it in, he was told he hadn't actually won. So DC's official lottery site had posted the wrong numbers. So instead of matching all five in the Powerball, he'd matched none of them. Well, that's too bad. That's false advertisement. Well, he is now suing Powerball and the D.C. Lottery. He says they listed the wrong numbers for three days. He wants them to pay up. Three days those numbers Mm -hmm. were out there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I see where he's coming from. I guess a similar thing happened last year when the Iowa Lottery reported bad numbers. People who cashed in before that error got fixed were paid out, but no one hit the jackpot. So the payouts were between 4 bucks and $200. Uh, this is a, a lot more money, yeah, so we'll see what million. happens. <laughs> no, three hundred forty million. Oh, three hundred forty million. Yeah. Oh, they're not paying that. No I don't way. think so. <laughs> no. They might settle though. He might get something. Something. Right? Yeah. Had a little incident yesterday. Well, not. I don't know if I want to call it an incident. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, well, this is what happened. I stopped at the bank to deposit some money mm-hmm. in the ATM because I'm a big boy now. I know you've been doing that lately instead of going into the bank, which I think is great. 
I'm 51 years old, and this is, yeah. this is the first time just recently that I started depositing money into the machine. Mm-hmm. I don't trust machines. Obviously not. Anyways, <laughs> this this lady in front of me, she's having a lot of trouble. She's taking forever. Mm. And at some point, so a line of cards is starting to form behind. There's only one ATM machine at this, or drive through ATM machine at this bank. Line of cards is, is backing up. Uh, finally, one lady gets out the passenger side. She walks around. She's messing with the machine. And I'm not kidding. It, it had to have been a good 10 minutes. Oh, gosh. So no regard for the people that are waiting. I, you know, I, it wasn't necessarily that. You could tell they were having a lot of trouble. They mm-hmm. were both, of, there was two ladies. They were both older. Okay. She was really sweet. And she um, she started walking up towards my car. And I'm like, well, this is weird. Yeah. And she's says, uh, hey, there's something wrong. I can't get my card out of the machine. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, let me s- try to help you here. So I go up and I'm trying to help her and uh, the card's not coming back out. Yeah. And I'm telling her, I'm like, it's the, it's not coming back. So right. you're going to have to contact the bank or whatever. And she says in the sweetest, nicest little voice, oh, poop. Oh, <laughs> which i've never really heard somebody say that like no uh -uh, no. so i was trying to break the tension with some comedy Mm -hmm. and i told her to please not use language like that around me Uh you know thinking she'd get a laugh out of that or she she took it seriously she she, did (laughs) she's like oh i'm sorry i offended you sir Then I felt bad. Oh, I'm like, y'all. I didn't mean to make you feel bad. Yeah. I was just joking. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's what she said. Yeah. A 23-year-old man named Isaiah was arrested after he stole a semi-truck from a truck stop. He assaulted the driver, drove off with the semi, which was hauling 10 Chevrolet C8 Corvettes. That's one of the... <laughs> Why? has got good taste. Oh, huh? I know. I mean, these babies were worth $1.25 million. Oh, my gosh. The police tracked Isaiah down. He initially refused to pull over, but they eventually got him to stop, and he was taken into custody. When asked why he stole the truck, he claimed it had nothing to do with the Corvettes. He said he was just released from prison and needed a ride home. <laughs> Why did I know that that was coming? Yeah. He just needed a ride. I don't care about the Corvettes, yeah, all right? I truck. just needed to get home. This is my, isn't this how Uber works? You right. grab what you want, you go, yeah. and then somebody else picks it up for you? I'm not no. quite like that, I say, I know. <laughs> the other day, we went to the dog park and met a little three-pound chihuahua named Bean. Oh, yeah, little Bean. Bean was really cute, but you would not believe how bossy... <laughs> Bean was. I mean, little guy. It was like Bean controlled the room. Yeah. And as we walked away, as cute as Bean was, Rick and I said, "That's that's not a dog for us." <laughs> I think he was a miniature Chihuahua. Yeah. Not he's, even just a Chihuahua, like a miniature mm-hmm. Chihuahua. So I came across some of the neediest dogs that veterinarians say. Just be aware before you get this dog breed. These are the neediest dogs? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got the French Bulldog. They tend to have neck, knee, and back problems. Mm-hmm. They also have heart issues and breathing problems because of their flat Boy, snout. a lot of medical issues with these dogs. We actually so. looked into the French Bulldog oh, because they're them. super cute. Oh, yeah. They're, they're awesome looking. But, uh... Yeah, they've got issues. Yeah. The Chihuahua, just like little Bean, they're (laughs) sassy and confident. They're also prone to heart and eye diseases. I don't know if it's confidence or insecurity. I think it's secretly insecurity. They're so small. They're like, I can't let my guard down. I got to show you who's boss. Exactly. 
Oh man, that that bean! I couldn't believe how like he <laughs> packs such a punch into such a little dog. Yeah. Uh, the Labrador has endless energy and tends to get into things. Oh. The yeah. Great Dane requires a lot of food. Yeah. We had a neighbor that had a Great Dane, and she would tell me how much food he would go through, and I'd just be like. That costs more than feeding your family. Well, and think about the aftermath of all that food. Oh, yeah. Cleaning that up. The cleanup from mm. a Great Dane. Mm. It's like a horse. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then the wiener dog. Oh, the wiener dog. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Chihuahua. They tend to have a Napoleon complex, so they're aggressive yeah. to compensate for their small size. When I was growing up, my buddy Eric Gotham, he had two wiener dogs. Yeah. They're really fat wiener dogs. Mm-hmm. And they hated it when we'd go swimming. They, oh, they thought, that bugged them. They didn't didn't know what was going on. Oh. They're barking a lot. Sometimes they'd fall in. <laughs> oh, Have gosh. you ever seen a really fat wiener dog fall into a swimming pool? No. That's... Well, they need help. Oh, Put it they, that way. They're not great swimmers, huh? <laughs> no. No. No, they're not. Mm.